Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This might be Jeff. And this is definitely Alex. And today we're going to be talking about uh, things that we didn't know existed until we moved to this wonderful country of Deutschland. I think that says it all. It does. So let's uh, just play that music. Let's do it. Yep. And as a major shock to all of you, this week's episode is once again brought to you by our sponsor, Koya Insurance. Of course. Now, as you all probably know, I have been a satisfied customer of Koya for over a year, and I highly recommend them to any expats living in Germany. You know, as you might know, they provide home insurance, private liability insurance, bike theft insurance, animal insurance, and more. Everything, and I mean everything, is in English, and there is no physical paperwork. Now, um... Private liability insurance, which is one of the main insurance, uh, ooh, what would you call it? Brand types. Types that they types. offer um, is very popular in Germany. It protects you against any damage you might do to someone else or their property. If you spill beer on your friend's laptop, you're covered. If you, if you drop your friend's uh, expensive Nikon camera. Covered. Covered. Yeah. So uh, it's actually quite good to have and very, very cheap. Let's just say to learn more. Go to Koya.com, that is C-O-Y-A.com, that is a Koya, everything's in English. <laughs> well done. Yes. Yeah. Second episode in the new year. It's good. It's good to, it's, it's good. been feeling good. We had a little break, uh, which was nice, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's felt like there's something missing from my life, and yeah. now it's back. It's back. I feel whole again. It's in know. the form of a, of a hooded, sweatshirted Alex. <laughs> that, that went wrong in <laughs> so many levels. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways. Uh, no, sorry, Alex is wearing a sweatshirt and it has a hood, but I I, I can't speak. Anyways. There are um, a few little uh, news and tidbits you want to talk about before we get started, like always, Jeff. And the first one is that, um, as many of you prob- probably already know, in Germany, the lockdown has been extended until yeah. the end of January, and I'm assuming it's going to be extended further after that. Once you know, it'll things just calm be down every bit. month. It'll just be another extension, another extension. That's what I'm assuming. So yeah, everything's pretty much closed. Um, you can meet with less people now. Now it's one person per each household that can meet up, not just two households. Yeah. For an example, uh, before we could have Alex and his girlfriend over at my house, but now we can just have Alex, right, or his girlfriend. And since you know his girlfriend is not the co-host of this podcast, it's not very helpful. Alex wins. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, um, it's it sucks that it's winter, um, but I hope people are you know doing okay and not being too bored at home and well in a way and also staying safe. In a way, I think if we have to have a lockdown, winter's kind of the best. I don't want to waste summer months. You know what I mean? So fair enough. Yeah. Maybe we'll get through this thing by May and fingers crossed. You know, and knock oh, on wood. You know. So, so. so. Uh, yeah. Let's see what happens. But a fun thing that's open during lockdown in Germany are um, libraries and I think also bookstores because just like um, other essential businesses, they call it um, exercising your mind. So they oh, keep them that's open. an essential thing. It's an, it's an essential thing to have open libraries and bookstores. And I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I think they're worried somebody's going to sue them about that. So they're like, okay, let's get our bases covered. And that's a good one. I think, yeah. I think that's nice. People should be, you know, reading books. Of course. Yeah. Uh, although probably nobody is. <laughs> Everyone's watching Netflix or Hulu <laughs> or whatever. Um, another nice thing is um, now we have uh, every month our, our top five list of which countries are bringing us the most listeners. Mm-hmm. And of course, every month of every year of the beginning of time, it is always, you know, 
the U.S. and Germany, you know, top one, top top two. Who'd have thunk? But our three, four, and five change all the time. We have some surprising yeah. three, four, and fives this month. It's, it's always really it's always really nutty seeing every single month who the three, four, and five are because they're always changing. And we don't understand it ever. No. Um, but our three and four and five currently are Finland, France, and Singapore. So yeah. we want to welcome you guys to the show. Welcome to the show, guys. And if you're if you're from one of these three countries, send us a message. Say hi. Uh, tell us how you found us. I mean, in in December we did have the Finnish whiskey. And I wonder if that brought over any people from Finland. It might have. But we did not have any French or whiskey from Singapore? Singapore. See, I saw you were avoiding the Singaporeese or Singaporean. What is it? Not sure. Oh, me neither. Hmm. But hmm. maybe we should actually see if we can rustle up a whiskey from Singapore. Let's look into it. If that exists, send us a message and tell us which one we should drink. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Willing to try anything. Um, yeah. Send us a message, guys. We're from there. We'd love to, you know, hear how you heard of us and, uh, you know. Yeah, exciting. We, we, we really care from everybody. So yeah, you're you're someone too, and I, and I think that's it for our, for our news. Jeff, a short short news section today. Yeah, and I just I just say thank you to everybody who listened during the Christmas break. We weren't putting out new episodes or any new content, but we actually saw that uh, people kept listening to the show, which was kind of cool. So uh, we're glad uh, uh, you came back. You didn't abandon us. So hundred <laughs> percent. Thanks for that. <laughs> thank you guys. We we really appreciate all of you yeah. listening. Um, and yeah, before we get started, of course, please follow us on Instagram at americans.in.germany.podcast. Find us on Facebook. Um, of course, our website, agdwpodcast.com. is all it. links there. And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate a nice little five-star rating. Exactly. Um, and also, Jeff has something that he wants to share with everybody. Yeah, this, <laughs> I do have something I want to What share. do you want to share with the class, Jeff? You just, you just made me feel like I was eight years old, like about to, to share my uh, my like summer project with well, the class. Well, I, I am literally a teacher, so it's gonna, <laughs> it's, there you it's, go. it's what I do. Now, this is a rare moment, but we have in the past had where we had two whiskeys in an episode because we had a, a taster bottle sent. Oh, I feel like like a horn. Like, yeah, like, like a sound. Two for, whiskeys, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And so that this is one of those days, because uh, two whiskey bonanza. Yeah, my <laughs> my um, my ooh my my girlfriend's lovely sister Lena, who lives in Ireland, uh, for Christmas gave me uh, this taster of uh, a teeling Irish whiskey, but as a special teeling, it is the brand new Phoenix Phoenix uh, teeling Irish whiskey uh, from a really cool store apparently, where you can go in and just uh, ask for not only which whiskey you want, but how much. And they kind of put it in a nice little glass bottle. It's, it's, it's a really nice little uh, little square bottle. Square bottle. So uh, anyways, this is going to be our little tiny taste. And then we'll, we'll move on to our main event whiskey uh, for the show. Yeah. So, so, so but I, but no, I will still, this is, I do not open bottles on the show. That's true. This is not a, this is not a pop cap. It's a twisty guy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sexy. Okay. So not great, but Ooh. that was nice. You love those glugs, don't you, Jeff? I do. Come on, you know you like it. Dude. I do like the glugs. And with this little bottle, it's really nice. This is a very clear, light yellow. It's not like the usual dark amber. It's a very... It's kind of like the... Um, it's like a Japanese whiskey. The Jap- yeah, the Jap- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or the spots. The yellow spots pretty also, but not, not like this, though. Yeah, yeah. It's very transparent with just like a hint of yellow. It smells good. Mm, let's give it a shot. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And hmm, 
can't remember we when we had the tealing, but I remember we liked the the classic tealing or whatever yes. you want to call it. Yeah, we did like the tealing. Um, this, this is a bit different for sure. I, I, I definitely don't think it's aged as much as the other one is. It's got a nice burn though. It's got a um, nice burn. Yeah, it's it, it's actually uh, quite smooth. It go it goes down really um, without any problems. Cool. Thank thank you, Lena. Yeah, thank you, Lena. Mm. Nice. All right. Mm. That whiskey's out of the way. <laughs> as, as if we don't love an excuse to add a second whiskey to an episode. I know, right? Um, yeah, so besides besides the whiskey, everything else okay with you? All going smoothie? Yeah, you know, um, back to work. Well, you know, not physically, but, you know, I yeah. am, am working from home. That's of course, from my yep. usual kitchen chair. Nice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, working on my next project, uh, which is a new kitchen table. Now, I didn't think I mentioned it to you. When we, I was visiting uh, my girlfriend's parents out in the farmland, yep. mentioned I was making a table. I think I really pumped up for that, eh? Yeah, well, he, they just said, oh, you know, in the barn we have uh, 50-year-old German oak that's like, f- you know, five centimeters thick if you Brilliant. want to use that for free. Yeah. And and these these kinds of boards are would be three, 400-euro board. Like, these are this is expensive stuff. Cause, cause, and the boards were, ooh, like, I'd say four meters tall and about yeah meter wide and about five centimeters thick these are like beefy german oak wow um of course i had to have them cut it cut it down to fit into luckily we had a rental car and true yeah and the way i cut it down was i could only fit it in if literally my chest was basically almost against the dashboard you know Mm. i put my chair up that far um and was able to get like three or four Nice. those boards so i'm excited to good luck to that's, work that, on that yeah. that's definitely a fun project yeah nice. and what about yourself oh uh, yeah ba- uh, back at work today was my first day back at work it's um emergency care so we mm-hmm. only have four kids in the group so it's oh, pretty nice. relaxed yeah uh and then i also just woke up the other day with news of i'm have an appointment finally at the um at the what's it called immigration office for my permanent visa excuse me I applied for. I sent my documents in in middle of October, took and I just got. Time. Yeah, it took almost four months to get my reply. Yeah, three months to get my reply, and my um, yeah. When's the appointment? Yeah, my appointment's in March. Wow. Okay, guys, this is not standard at all. Uh, usually, you make an appointment two months in advance maybe and then that's yeah. kind of it and but, but, now, but now you're having to apply to make an appointment and then they're well, giving you an appointment in months uh, yeah it's- yeah the thing if you're applying for a permanent residency you cannot make an appointment they don't allow appointments for that you have to write it in an and basically like you have to kind of write like an email or i just kind of sent my stuff in and sent like five four or five follow-up emails being like hey guys what's going on because i was saying they're super nervous my visa expired you know and i'm waiting and i didn't hear anything from them i just got an email be like Hey Alex, thanks for the for being patient. Here's your appointment. Bring this stuff, and um, you're like, should be good. Oh, thank God it wasn't lost in the shuffle or whatever. I, yeah, exactly. Because you don't know. I sent my documents three times. Yeah, Jesus. Physically yeah. and twice via um, email. Because of Corona, they're just they're swamped, and things are just they're absolutely swamped. Really behind schedule there. I, I can totally empathize with them. But and um, we keep calling it the Auslander Behörde, but uh, over the summer they changed their name, and we should really learn what the new name is and start calling it that. Oh yeah, true. They just didn't change the name. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I guess because outside of had a bad connotation to it, so they, they wanted to make it sound more um, more welcoming. Yeah, I've looked that up. Anyways, um, to our main dish whiskey. Now the that we got the event. the entree out of the way, which, <laughs> if you will, yeah, in Europe, an entree is an actual you know appetizer, not the mm. main course. Yeah, which makes sense because it's entree, entrance. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah, true. For some reason in the States, it's the main course. Yeah, the entree is the main course. Doesn't make any sense. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, the whiskey we have today is, honestly, there's like three names on it, so I'm not sure which name is the actual name of the whiskey, <laughs> so I'm just going to name them all. So it's from the Hekinian Distillery Company in the Hots Mountains, Germany. It's a, a German whiskey. Now this we've had whiskey. We've had very few. German, I mean, maybe three. I can three think or of four. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to have a German whiskey back. Exactly, and one that's not stork this time. It's a different, <laughs> different brand. So that's the distillery, the Herkinland. I think it's called or Herkinian from the Hartz Mountains. You said. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it says Elsburn, uh, the original Herkinian single malt whiskey, and then under that it says Wayfair. The cask strength. And this is batch number one, bottled in 2020, and crafted by hand in the heart of Germany, non chilled, filtered, and all natural color, limited edition of only 2,748 bottles. Oh, nice. nice. Does it say how long it was aged? How old is it? Um, it does not say how, old, how, how much it was aged, so I don't know. Um, this is actually a uh, birthday gift from my girlfriend's brother. So. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, nice. I'm re- he also gave me a actual whiskey barrel, a whole barrel, and like this full size whiskey, whiskey full barrel. size whiskey barrel. And so this, cool. Um, whiskey came from that barrel that he gave me. So it's, it's it, was, it was a really uh, uh, awesome. a really good gift. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's pop this bad Larry open. Yeah. Oh, and it's got a nice uh, wooden cork. I just say. With uh, I think the the the, the pot stills, the whiskey pot stills. Looks like it's a logo yeah. in the top, and also has a also has a red. Um, what's that called? Like a candle wax, uh, a candle wax Game of Thrones writing a letter thing that you put on letters. Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones, yeah, or just like real life medieval times, yeah. right? Yeah, which is Game of Thrones. Okay, <laughs> let's pop this bad, Larry. Ooh, Ooh not bad. That's a nice pop. I like yeah. that one. Whoa, that was a girthy. Uh, <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> that was a very large pour. I was gonna say it's like a, it was a there's a base a bassy uh, glug. Now, wow, you could not have more of a difference in terms of color or between the whiskey we just had and now. Now it's a very dark. This is like super uh, bourbon looking. Very dark, dark, dark rosy amber color. Yeah, give it a smell. It smells really nice. It's got a really nice smell. Mm, yeah, it does smell really nice. Yeah, mm. I feel like this is gonna have a kick to it. Let's check it out. Guess we'll see. Ooh. That's very different. <laughs> that's, You're right. That's strong, man. Right when it hits your lips, it's a totally different flavor. It almost, it was a weird, I don't know, it's a weird texture going down. Is that just me? It's like kind of syrupy in a way. Was that just me? That might just be you. It's definitely, I think it's sweeter. It's very sweet. Okay, that's why I think it's syrupy. It's, it's sweet. It's sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I like it though. I think it's a younger whiskey. I think it's maybe like a six year because usually when it's like six year, they, that's when they don't they don't put uh, they don't mention it on the. But weirdly enough, it says it's all original color, so this is really dark to be a six year as well. Well, it depends like what kind of uh, I guess cast like cast in it. Yeah, yeah, true, but um, um, it, it's it's definitely something different. Yeah, that's really different. That's uh, I mean, can't even I couldn't even compare that to anything. Really. No, no, no. Cool, that's fun. And else is different. This topic of things that are different than we noticed when we moved to Germany and we came to the States. There it is. There's yeah. a transition right there. Yeah. So yeah. So th- these are things that 
we had no idea these things existed before moving to Germany. So these are kind of one-off things that, at least as far as we're concerned, they don't exist back in the U.S. Uh, or we just if they did, they we never saw them. So right. you know, they were they're very surprising things. So Jeff, what is the first one on this list here that you would like to uh, talk about? First, something you've never seen in the states before. You came to Germany, you're like new country. What what what's something new here that I've never noticed? Yeah. Now this is something that. Some Germans might even be surprised exists because it's not super common, but I only saw it once, like very briefly, okay. ages ago, and I was only I was reminded of it recently. I saw somebody talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I wasn't I wasn't dreaming that is in fact a thing." Nutty. And this is vomit sinks. These are sinks built specifically for you to vomit into. They're not meant for anything else. That um, there are certain pubs and bars. Again, not many. It's, I'm not. This is not by any by any means a standard thing, but there are. I'd say I don't know, ten percent, five percent, maybe less of bars in Germany. Yeah. And um, what you'll we you do is there'll be the standard. We can have the the toilets, the stalls, the normal sinks. Then there'll be this one standalone sink that's a big wide bowl, and on the wall above it, there's two handles for you to grab onto. And so you can- Good luck, sailor. Yeah, you grab your handles and then you bend over and you vomit into this, to this unusually wide kind of basin where the sink is. That's wild. And it has an extra wide um, kind of, uh, you know what you call it, a tube coming down from it to to you know handle the chunkiness of what's coming down. Oh <laughs> um, and so literally it's a, it's a sink because uh, they're expecting people to Drink to, to, to drink too much and be puking. Now, also, but, what, what does that say of what kind of um, what kind of bar you are, what kind of bartenders you have when you're just over serving so much that you need to install a very specific puke tank? Well, what I've what I heard is that they're mostly in bars that have big um, Oktoberfest events. Okay, that makes sense. Because Oktoberfest events, people are really overdoing it, right. and. They got tired of, I guess, vomit all over the floor or whatever, and they started installing these. Anyways, this is something that I'm pretty sure does not exist anywhere in the U.S. and any maybe nowhere else in the world. Um, but again, it's it's not common. So even a lot of Germans right now listening will probably have never seen one because they're just not common. But they're, it, they're a very German invention. It's funny. Now that you mention it, I actually have seen one before, and it wasn't in Berlin. It was in, oh, I can't remember now. It was somewhere else. It was in Flensburg. I can't remember where it was. And I was at this bar that served like all these different types of beer. We got one of those, you know, beer tasting platters. Sure, yeah. So clearly it was like a very specific beer bar. And maybe there they knew people would puke a lot. And so they had one there as well. Because I remember I was like, what is that? I think what's happening is a lot of you will maybe have actually seen one, but not known what it was. Could be, yeah. You know, because you, you see the handles on the wall, like you didn't put it together. And I, that's why it wasn't until recently when I heard somebody talking about it, it kind of confirmed. I was like, oh, I was right. That's what it was. Because I'd, I'd seen it, you know, backpacking when but I was you, 18. But you didn't know what it was at the time. Yeah, but I was like, I, I maybe even made a joke like, ah, is that for throwing up in? But nah, that can't be. Who would, who would invent that? Yeah. Absolutely wild. Bizarre. Um, the next one we have is recycling machines for your old bottles and uh, your old plastic and glass beer bottles or whatever yeah. it may be, the ones that are recyclable that have the little um, logo on it. Yeah, because what, what's the situation back in the States? Say, you, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, no, we well, did, when you were there, when you were a kid. What we did was we had our black trash bin, our green trash bin, our black was for trash, green trash bin was for... Um, paper mm -hmm. and the blue was for cans bottles whatever it yeah. wasn't really separators kind of together but this was like for your your home trash right bins, and then we bring right? that out to the to the driveway and the trash guys would come and collect it and whatever we're we're, we're, we're here when you want to put your 
your bottles away, you go to a grocery store or a or a um, uh, a drink shop. But, but usually the grocery store that you bought this, it's a stuff, it's a grocery store that you, is your common grocery store that you always go to, right? Right, exactly. Like you, you bought the bottle from there and now you're bringing them back. Now you bring it back. And they have this machine with a little hole at the top and a big square at the bottom. And the hole at the top is just you put your bottles in there and the machine takes it, scans it, and you have a little screen that says that was worth eight cents. And you just keep doing or it. Or 16 cents or, or 25 cents or whatever, yeah. And then the bottom square is for your whole case of beer to put in. And then. Sometimes you'll put it in and it'll say these two beers and these little spots are not correct because you put the wrong beer in there or whatever, the wrong mm. uh, whatever, and have to you know refill it and then put it back. It's it's absolutely nutty. It's like all this technology for getting you know a couple euros back for your. But it is nice because it's, it's totally nice and it's a great way of incentive to bring back your uh, recyclable materials. Yeah, I mean you scan everything, you press the the print receipt, boom. and then boom, it's a receipt with a barcode worth two dollars, three dollars, four euro. And, you, and then you give it to the cashier as you're checking out with your new groceries, and it, it deducts that it from deducts the price. It. And you, usually it's euro, not dollars, but yes. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, because yeah, in the U.S., it's just you, you put your bottles in your home recycling bin, and then they're go, they go off to be recycled, but you don't get any money back. The only way in the U.S., at least in California, you get money back, you have to go to a recycling center where there's like one per county. Right. You know, and this is usually the place that like homeless people are going, bringing bags to get to make some money. And you have to, you know, this is where you're driving out of the city to go to the recycling center and you're getting three cents, five cents, whatever it is. Yeah, per and it's all, like I, I know, I remember when I was in the States, they had these, every like soda can would have the recycling label and it would say which states allow you to return them. It's only like 10 states. Yeah, it, it would say like Maine, five cents, but it's say, but in Connecticut, 10 cents or something. You know, yes, yeah, like, yeah. Ooh. But yeah, it's so bizarre. We're here. It's a totally normal part of life. We just take your recyclables with you, put them in the machine. And then you know, and it makes sense because you're going to the shop anyways to, to do your weekly shop. So it's like, why not bring them with you? It's like it's not exactly. extra work, you know. And that's why I think we mentioned it before. If you're in Berlin or you're or you're in Germany and you're having a drink on the street, out of a pl- uh, plastic bottle is worth twenty five cents, I believe, or twenty cents, and a glass like beer bottle is worth eight cents. A wine glass bottle is not worth anything for whatever reason. Yeah, but the the big kind of cola plastic bottles are with 25. That's it, okay. Yeah. If you're drinking, like usually you see people drinking beer on the street. If you're drinking beer on the street, don't put your beer in the trash can on the street, put it next to the trash can and someone will come by and collect it and then they can have that eight cents if they need it more. Yeah. Um, it's, it's what people do. It's You won't look weird for leaving your bottle on the street. Just do it yeah, and someone will. will in, in the US, it would look like littering, but here really. It's kind of like a public service in a way. Yeah, you make like a little pile and then within five minutes, some homeless guy will come and take it away. Exactly. Know? Or not even homeless guy, a pensioner will come and take it away. And yeah. anyone anyone who needs it, um, yeah. they'll, they'll come around, they'll, they'll grab it from you. You know, it's, uh, it's a nice way to get uh, recycling done and good incentive, I think, as well. They make it easy. They make it like a decent amount of money to get back. And I think it's nice. Yeah, me too. Cool. Um, Next thing is... Next one is something... Again, I can't vouch for how common it is around Germany, but it's something that I came across when I was living in Munich, uh, doing some work there for a few months. These And it's so German. Sausage vending machines, you know? I've never seen this before. Yeah, like the you you would have a few of them uh, in Munich, and there'd be like a local butcher who, you know... Uh, daily or or bi-weekly whatever was putting putting fresh sausage in. and I mean there was a this wasn't just like you, like all bratwurst or whatever like you had a selection of different cuts of of meats of uh, of sausage or whatever you go you buy yourself uh, some sausage and that way stores it's, you know it's, it's midnight you really want like a bockwurst stores closed you know shit nah, 
But I, I need my voice. Vending machine, baby. Yo, oh, yeah. That's unbelievable. That's a very German and thing. Are, are these like on the like like on a sidewalk, or are they next to butcher shops, something like or something like that? I mean, uh, I remember one. It was it was next to a butcher shop, but there was I also saw one that it was not near, or at least from what I saw, it wasn't like immediately next to one. It was just yeah. there. It was just there. So there, I mean, but there might have been a butcher shop around the corner that fed it. You know, that's but, unbelievable. But from the one, the main one I saw, it was yeah, it was like physically next to a, a butcher shop, and so you knew again, you knew it was fresh. So it was coming in. It's a refrigerated thing, and you get yeah. And on, on the same vein of vending machines, I've also noticed in Germany, or at least in Berlin, I, no, I've seen them actually everywhere. Is the um, they have cigarette vending machines all over the streets. Cigarette vending machines, yeah. Yeah, which I know in the States they used to have those. I remember when I was a kid seeing them at hotels or whatever, you know. Those ones, like the thing, the things you had to pull, is like a little knob you had to pull. Yeah, now not common at all. No, but but here in Germany you see like these big metal things on the street and you have to put in their money and also you have to scan your ID card to show that you're 18 years old mm. and you just get cigarettes right from the machine. It's, it's super bizarre. It feels like you're in the 80s. Yeah, it's annoying if you're a tourist because it won't accept a foreign ID as proof of uh, right. age. So you can't buy anything, so you have to ask some German, like, hey, can you slide your card in? Yeah, but yeah it, it's, it's bizarre. And I actually know for people, like when I was in Hamburg, friends who smoked, it was really nice for them because they don't have spades like we do in Berlin. Uh, so late okay. at night, they want yeah. some cigarettes, they go to the vending machine. I just still find it very bizarre there are still cigarette vending machines. It's so, The thing is, I'm so used to it now, but now remembering how I was... Before when you Germany, first came, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would think it. I probably thought it was weird just seeing them everywhere. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, and also just seeing just smoking everywhere. It's, yeah, also true. Yeah, yeah. What's next on our list? Uh, next on our list is what we mentioned way back in like episode five, I think, or four or six. Who knows at this point? Because we are nearing episode five zero. God, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. We mentioned this a long time ago, is, is the poop shelf toilet, the infamous poop shelf toilet. Yes. Um, those of you who have been to Germany and have seen this are definitely laughing right now thinking about it because it's <laughs> awesome, uh, but it's also awful. It forces you to look at your at your dirty deed when you're done with it. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is like in the States, usually, you know, you poop, you wipe, you don't think twice about it, you flush. Here, after you finish, you have to turn around and look and see what happened because... You, like, do I need to brush it? Do I need to brush the toilet? Or not? You know what I mean? Like, like what kind of streaking has been left? Also, yeah. it, also pre- pre- it presents it to you on such a nice little platter. Um, so, for, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Explain it for people who maybe <laughs> didn't hear our, la- our other one. So it's pretty much like a regular toilet bowl, but it's not at all. So it, get rid of everything I just said. So pretty much instead of a toilet bowl just being like, you know, a, really a bowl full of water, a bowl full of water with a hole in the middle, there's a hole towards the front. All the other 80% of the space is just like a flat shelf. That's higher than the, the that's higher than that the, the water's in, yeah. Right. So when you take your dukes, it goes in the shelf, and then when you flush, it pu- the water comes from the back, and it pushes your poops into the hole. Yeah, off and the then shelf. It, off the shelf. Um, and it just makes your bathroom stink way more because it's not being surrounded by water. It's just sitting... It's like it's like when a dog takes a shit on the ground. It's just like sitting on the sidewalk, and that's kind of what you're doing. You're kind of like taking a duke on so the you sidewalk. You find yourself actually like looking at your poops a lot more it's than crazy. back in the day. But also, I find myself <laughs> flushing faster than I normally do because, yeah, like you said, you you immediately you get the smell, so you're like flushing really be- so before you even like have wiped. You're like, okay, I did. I got to do a pre I mean, pre flush. Luckily, they're not a big thing anymore in Germany. They're definitely being phased out. I think they were but, but, but older they're not, thing in the eighties. They're, they're pretty. Con- I'd say like from what I see, like 50% of toilets are still to have the poop shelf. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe something like that. Yeah, they're they're, they're still around. Um, they're they're definitely a sight to behold. Maybe, maybe we'll put up a photo in our uh, extra section or something. Yeah, I think I put a photo back when we talked about it before. I'll I'll put that photo again in the extra section on the yeah. website, so you can check it out if you don't know exactly what we're talking about. It's de- it's definitely um and good luck standing up to pee in those things. It's it's you know well that's a splashing nightmare. It's a splashing nightmare. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of German men sit to pee. It's it's nutty. I think they made them so that you can't. They want you to sit down and pee. Maybe that's like a. Honestly, it would not surprise like me. Conspiracy. Poop shelf. Mm. Check it out. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next one. Jeff. Speaking of things that will make you poop, uh, our next one. Uh, this is the thing that that the, I didn't know existed before moving here, and no. that that is mixing beer with cola. Now there yeah. are, and we're, I'm not talking about like people randomly do it. I'm talking about in Germany there are two official drinks. Uh, there's, I mean, there's more, but two of the main official drinks are. There's called the Diesel which is uh, beer and Coca-Cola. And then there's the more popular um, uh, Radler, Radler right. uh, which is beer and a kind of... Uh, Sprite, usually. Sprite, orange Lemon, soda, yeah. Yeah, lemony type or sort of thing. Think, think of like a shandy type thing. Yeah, and it's usually half and half. Um, and, and I'd say people drink it more in the summertime when they want like a... Right. I mean, the, the thing with the Radler was actually invented for bikers. Uh, that's why it's called Rad, because Rad means... It's a bike. You know, um, you know how German that is? They said, okay, we could just drink water, but no, we have no. to drink beer. Yeah. Well, what's a, okay, we'll just have less beer. They, they wanted the bikers to still stay refreshed while drinking their beers. They made a Radla <laughs> so it was beer, but a little more refreshing for the summer. Yeah, but it, it's, I'll be honest, it surprised me because it, it really sounded disgusting to me. It's good. I mean, but but on certain moments and certain days, a rattler can be quite refreshing. That's exactly what you need. Yeah, but, but a diesel with a Coke. It's not. I've never liked a diesel. Never liked a diesel. I, I never even had the balls to try one. And it's so bizarre because also you can also buy beer that's um, uh, it's like a Hefeweizen mixed with grapefruit or banana or all these other things. Oh yeah, banana beer. Yeah, and I find it so bizarre because Germany's so hardcore about the Reinheitsgebots there. Their German purity laws, their oldest law in the whole country about how beer can only be three ingredients. Yeah. And then they're like, let's just mix everything else. But they're not considered beers because they're different beverages, but they're not beers because a beer has to have only three ingredients. True. So the diesel, the radler, all these other mixtures are not beers, they're malt beverages. But I just find it very hilarious that they have like this hardcore rule and then just say, fuck it, and then make all these other weird things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, I mean, to me, beer and cola are. Two the, different worlds. The main dish on their own, like they're both carbonated things that, like maybe yeah, you put a little Jack and Coke, or but you're not going to put Coke and, and beer. beer. It doesn't make any sense to me. It never. Yeah. So I was really surprised when I saw that. And uh, they're, they're just pizza drinks. When you drink when you're a kid having pizza, when you drink when you're a eating pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but yeah, that's that surprised me when I came to Germany. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Never seen that before. Another thing I haven't seen is. Um, White asparagus didn't know it existed, which is weird because I, I knew it existed. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, maybe I did, but I, I'm pretty sure the first time I saw it was here in Germany, and that's because, in I think we talked about also before in spring, it's a spark. The word for asparagus in German is spargel. Feel free to take that one. It's it's a, it's a fun one. And they, they they act like it's white gold. Basically, it's a it's, the, the Germans are obsessed with white asparagus. You, honestly, you you think when it when when the season's coming, you know they're they're giving away free money the way they make a big deal out of it, but it's literally, it's like every restaurant's like, come get our sparkle, 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 sparkle. So you see on the highway or like on the highway on, on roads and, and villages, little stands selling sparkle, this white asparagus. It's, it's everywhere. It's, un- I don't understand the obsession with it. Like 
It tastes all right. You know, it's, no, it's, it's good. Like I, I had a once a schnitzel and spargel. Yeah, it's it was good. fine. Like, yeah, but it's, it's it's not such a big deal. But the, there's a German restaurant down the street from me that during spargel season, it literally covers its main sign with a new sign in which it changes the name of the of the restaurant to include the name spargel. I forget what the full name oh is. God. But I mean, it's like a professional. Like it doesn't look like a temporary sign. Like. Like when I moved in, it was during Spargo season, so I thought that was the name of the restaurant. And then that suddenly the sign the sign went after after when it ended. And I was like, oh. And, and if this was like if this was like a small you know regional thing, I would get it. You know, oh yeah, this town they love their white asparagus. They go nuts for it. But this, this is the countrywide Germany that they love their white asparagus. And I didn't know white asparagus asparagus existed. And then I learned in the most hardcore ways. <laughs> yeah. Not only does it exist, it is the the be all end all, be all end all, yeah, exactly. of seasons. It makes Oktoberfest season go to shame. Uh, next up, this one is it still doesn't it, it, again. Maybe it's just how I grew up, but this is very bizarre for me. Never saw it before moving to Germany. Now back back in the U.S., uh, in your home, you know, you might have uh, curtains that give you privacy on your window, but a lot of people have what are called blinds, which are made up of like little metal strips right. and they're hung by string and you can you turn a little thing if you've been anywhere in the 90s you've yeah. seen them you can look through and you turn it again it, it turns all the little uh, metal strips these blinds oh. and you know blocks uh, the view totally normal uh, blinds I mean normal right yeah. you either have blinds or curtains what else you got right. um, but in Germany I was walking around when I first arrived and I noticed uh, especially in office buildings there are blinds but on the on the exterior of the window, not interior. You have these huge blinds, but they're exposed to the rain and the elements, and they're they're hanging on the outside of the window rather than the inside of the window. And I notice on some houses, and again, I'm not talking about these like metal uh, Rolo things that you know you can they kind of protect your window, that protect a ground floor window. Right. You know, I don't mean those. I mean they're they're actually like normal blinds, but hanging <laughs> outside of the window. It's weird. To be fair, I've never seen blinds outside of a window. Um, but but Jeff's seen it multiple times, yeah. so apparently it's a thing. You know, you really pay, especially around Alexander Plaza, etc. Just pay attention; you'll you'll notice right. them. Yeah, they're. Uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye out now. Yeah, I, I, once you see them, you start looking for them because it just for me they're so they're so bizarre. And I've never seen them like that. In that the is US. bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one I like to mention, which I find just hilariously German, is something I had no idea existed, and it's called the Ordnungsamt. Mm. Do you want to explain what that is, Jeff? Ordnungsamt. Well, it's a little translation. Ordnungs in German means order. So yeah. it is the Amt of order. And Amt is um, kind of, uh, what is the direct translation of Amt? An Amt is like a um, official building. Like organization. Organization, kind of, yeah. Because you, know, you have the Finance Amt, which is right. the Amt of finance, which you the pay, bur- pay your taxes to. The Bürgeramt, the Amt for people living in a town. Yeah, yeah, and you're sick. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so the Ordnungsamt, literally the Amt that maintains order, which it's sounds the order very true. office, pretty much. And the people yeah. who work there are order officers. And so they have their own kind of cars, kind of like police cars, but not really police cars. And they have their uniforms, are kind of like police uniforms, but not actually police, now, police they, uniforms. They don't have the power of police, of course. No. no, but their job is literally just to keep order, which means, you know, if you're uh, being too loud on a Sunday, they'll come by. If you're barbecuing, yeah. when else is a barbecue? They'll be there. And also the um, a lot of the corona regulations, you know, if they see um, a restaurant has people sitting inside where they shouldn't be, they're, they're the ones, coming for you. Exactly. And also one of their main jobs is, is uh, handling parking tickets where yep. in the U.S. we have, at least in California, 
maybe it's a not a great term, but we call them meter maids. Yeah. Um, or uh, yeah, I think it's meter. I can't think of another term for it. Meter maids, you know. But but it's no. Just, again, not a great term, but that's that was that's the standard term for them. Or uh, I know. Okay, actually, the proper term is probably parking enforcement. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, but in the U.S., that's the, all they do is parking right. enforcement. Here they do parking enforcement, and again, they're enforcing and they keep the order. I mean, unfortunately, they would not make a very good cop show or like an ordinance on show. No, although maybe there is a reality show about, or uh, there might be, they might there, come actually, some interesting. Germany's things. pretty into their uh, reality shows too. Yeah, who there knows? might be. Looks like someone is being loud on a Sunday. No, but I, I yeah, I, I'm glad you actually put that on there because I, I think if I had to pick like the most kind of like German organization, it would oh. be the or the the Amt of Order. I mean, but, yeah. and it's so funny because they have police officers. Of course, they're police officers. No, they keep the law. Well, police officers don't keep the order. The yeah. Ordnungsamt keeps the order, I guess. I really don't know. It's kind of nice because the Ordnungsamt kind of, they handle the cases that maybe would be like, the, you know, oh, the police are they're too busy with more important things. Yeah, so it could be actually. It, it might be a great kind of, idea. Kind of I don't know. Like, I never yeah. had any problems with them before. I just kind of see them walking around sometimes. And I'm always like, oh, police. And I'm like, oh, no, Ordnungsamt. Uh, it's, I don't know, no disrespect to them at all. Yeah, from a distance, they look, they look kind they look of similar. similar. So uh, I could see if you're doing something shady that you might run away. If right. Because if you see uh, just the profile and, of them. And I mean, absolutely no disrespect to them at all because, you know, they're all hmm. doing a job. But it's a very, very interesting thing that I don't know if, if that exists anywhere else. Yeah. Huh. Very strange. Who knows? Yeah. What's something else you've never seen before until you moved here? Uh, Jeff. Well, you know, Jeffrey. Again, this will be a normal thing for Europeans, but from us from the States, mm. when you go to the grocery stores, milk and eggs are in the refrigerator. And when the first time I moved to Germany yes, and I saw milk and eggs at the grocery store sitting outside the fridge, just in a pile in the middle of the store mm-hmm. for half a second, I'm kind of like, wait, is, wait, is this right? Doesn't this go bad? What's going? You know, like kind of concerned. You know, and, it really and surprised me. You can always buy Easter hard-boiled eggs all year round. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. This is also not refrigerated. Yeah, but I, I actually know the reason why. At yeah. least for the eggs. Next point. For the eggs in the states, because the states is really, I think, a country that's obsessed with cleanliness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after the hens lay the eggs, um, the farmers or whoever company whatever it does they wash the eggs right which they don't do in europe which they don't do in europe and washing the eggs gets rid of this protective barrier which makes them have to be refrigerated where when you just pick them up off the ground throw them in a box um they have that layer and they'll need to be refrigerated for whatever reason yeah but i guess that's the reason of course an egg or milk lasts much longer in the fridge so you you can't you can't leave them uh, in your home outside the fridge for long periods of time because obviously or I mean they'll you know instead of lasting a few days they, they can last uh, two weeks or whatever right. you know so yeah it's it's definitely something that I ever seen before either and um, yeah it surprised me I, I think uh, for the when I first moved here because if you, if you look I mean they do keep a few token milk cartons in the fridge but most of them are outside I would for the first, first few maybe few months I always went for the the milk carton that was in the fridge. It was just like, because yeah, it felt the, normal. Yeah, the ones that were warm sitting outside, it just was weird to me. It also makes it very hard to find the eggs in the grocery store because they're not with all the dairy. They're kind of like, Yeah, not in the fridge. They're, yeah. just, they're just somewhere. They're just yeah. somewhere by themselves with no relation to anything just, around them. Yeah, it's just an egg section in between like random and random. Yeah, yeah. And, and remember when they when they um, renovated the grocery store near me, they had their eggs just one spot. And I always knew where they were after like the first time going there searching for an hour. 
they renovated the whole thing. Everything got moved oh, around, no. and it took me another hour to find the eggs. Oh, you know, no. if you ask someone, they're like, "Oh, they're over there somewhere." You know, yeah, and they're in the corner. But then you look and you're like, "Wait, where?" Because yeah, the, the, there isn't like a huge sign. They're very kind of nondescript. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, and there's always three types of eggs to buy too. Yeah, well, there's the uh, Bodenhaltung eggs, which means the Freihaltung. Yeah, so Bodenhaltung is like picked up off the ground. Freihaltung is the free-range chickens. Yeah, because the Bodenhaltung, uh, the chickens are kind of in cages and they don't right. have freedom. Um, the Freihaltung, they're they give them more space and they're and tr- then treated the better. Bio, which are expensive. That's yes. the only difference. <laughs> now those those are the uh, organic ones, the bio ones. Right. Um, go, also going off food, a weird thing that I never ever seen before in Germany is met. And no, no, you, no, you saw it in Germany. You said you never. I never seen the States before yeah. when I first moved to Germany, I saw it for the first time, is something called met. Yeah, explain that. And and met is a food, it's, it's also a breakfast food usually. Um, and the first time I saw it, I, I thought someone made a mistake and put it on the table by accident. Because it's pretty much, it looks like raw hamburger meat. It, it is raw. It is raw. And it's kind of like a, a paste, a meat paste. But not super pasty. It's but, still but, kind of chunky. No, no, but it, you're able to spread it on bread. Yes, so you can that, that's, that's, what, that's what I mean. It's pasty. But it's still a bit chunky, kind of like hamburger meat. And um, it's, let me say, it's delicious. I love it. It's super good. And somehow it's safe to eat. Which I, don't, I don't understand either. Yeah, so, and I think it's pork as well. Yeah, there's something about it that makes it safe. Uh, now, just so you all know, uh, Germans don't just eat meat raw. Obviously, they cook normal. No, meat. it's a special type of meat. Yeah, and I, I remember when I first got off, the first few times I was offered it at random events or brunches or whatever, I always kind of like avoided it because I'm like, mm. yeah, it looks sketchy. Yeah, yeah. And then, but finally, my girlfriend's like, nah, try, try, try. And then, yeah, it's really good. It's really, really good, especially with some um, some onions on there. Mm. And 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 even weirder than the Met is the Met Eagle. I've never heard of this, Jeff. No. Okay, this is news to you there. Yeah. Uh, on me. Well, an eagle in German is uh, translates to not an eagle. An eagle in German translates to a hedgehog. And a met eagle is a hedgehog that's sculpted out of this raw meat and they stick pieces of... No, no, it's not a hedgehog. It's a, it's meat sculpted in the shape of a hedgehog. Yeah. yeah. You said there's a hedgehog sculpted... In the shape of meat. Yeah, in the shape of meat. Yeah. It's... <laughs> we all know what you mean. It's okay. A hedgehog sculpted with meat. <laughs> and instead of the spiky, th- for the spiky things, they use a bunch of um, onions. Go online, search M-E-T-I-G-E-L. You'll find some funny stuff. Actually, no. Go to agdwpodcast.com because we'll have pictures in our extras. Yes, find section. it there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Met, it's a huge thing. I've also seen a Met Damon. It's a head of Matt Damon made out of this meat. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, it's, it's, it's like, they love their Met too. Honestly, like, Guys, you gotta come over here. Germany's a weird country when it comes to food. You gotta come check it out. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Going on? <laughs> what else we got? Um, how about actually? Yeah, go up a little bit. Let's go up a little bit. Yeah, let's let's go to the um, the Reuche Mansion. Okay, because uh, because this is a because uh, you know in in wi- not just winter, I would say more of Christmas time. Christmas time. Uh, the a, a common decoration in American homes is the, the Nutcracker. It's a little wooden wooden kind of a soldier uh, has a big mouth you can pull a little lever and he'll you'll literally crack nuts but most people just use it as a decoration you know because they're all made out of wood and probably break yeah and some of them are really nice and you don't actually want to use them to crack yeah. they're decorative nutcrackers yeah exactly um, but here in some nutcrackers they have the uh mansion which means smoking men and um it, it's, it's it's actually a very quality um 
hand sculpted out of wood yep. image of and you can get many different ones there's the like an astronaut guy and there's the there's pa- a, a painter and there's the whatever there's a million of them they're all like these yeah yeah but but like you you, you open them up and the, the the guys always come with these little they look like there's a shape of cones. It's like this powder in the shape of cones. You, you put it inside the, the thing. It's pretty much, um, think of like an incense stick. Yeah, yeah, like a, but in the shape of a cone. In the shape of a cone, yeah. yeah and, and, but you, a lot, and a lot smaller, about the size of like a biggish thimble. Exactly, yeah. And, and you light it, and then you uh, put the guy back together again, and now you can't see the incense. And the incense now, smoke from the incense come up through his throat and out of his mouth and see all of these guys have a little wooden pipe that they're smoking. Right. And so they're sitting there smoking and this actual smoke is coming out of their mouth and, ooh, sorry. And um, yeah, and and you can get various different flavors of incense, but usually it's a very kind of like, uh, yeah, like a wintry kind of wood campfire kind of a smell. Um, But apparently these are very popular in German households. Yes. Not just during Christmas, but just during winter in general. And my girlfriend's parents gave me one for Christmas. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Our buddy Misha got, got my mom one for uh, for Christmas when he came one time to the states. Oh, nice! So my mom has one too, which is pretty nice. She loves Very it. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a cool little uh, a cool little knickknack here in Germany. Yeah, and let's do one last one. Let's do um, one last one, and I think that will do. Let's do another toilet one. Let's do another toilet one. It's two toilet ones. Right, you you one. have two toilet ones to choose from. I do. I do have two toilet ones to choose from. I'm going to choose this one. So um, it's it's always a stereotype in the states that when you go to a gas station, the toilets are usually absolutely disgusting. Like you don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. They've been usually. they've been washed uh, once, once once a month, just once. <laughs> Um, and, and, here, and here in Germany, when you go on like a road trip or you're traveling, you know, with the train, there's this company called Sanifair. Mm-hmm. I think they're European wide, actually, um, but they're definitely everywhere in Germany. And most uh, gas stations I've been to usually have train one, stations also, ones. yeah. And usually you pay fifty cents to get in, and it's a little turnstile. And they're like just these really nice bathrooms that are usually really clean. Uh, people always there to take care of them, so you're paying money to go in. You have fifty cents, but that means someone's going in there every so often, making it clean, and, and, and they make you feel like. It doesn't make you want to. It doesn't discourage you from going to go take a wee. Yeah, and then, like I said, they're, they're automated. You know, there's a, a turnstile. You have to put in your fifty cents or whatever. You go in, and when you go in, it immediately gives you a little piece of paper saying that, yes. saying that, and that paper can be used for fifty cents off at a uh, shop nearby at, or the gas station or the itself. gas station. And so you can actually, in a sense, get that money back that you paid. You know, but most people don't use them; they just throw it away. Right. And a lot of them, there's actually a guy who's. Uh, when I was driving back from my girlfriend's house for Christmas, uh, we stopped twice at these Santa Fe places, and there was always a guy just standing on the inside, and he's literally like waiting for the one speck of dirt to fall on the ground, and then he goes and mops it yeah, really quick, it, and like it's incredibly the, clean. The, the bathrooms are spotless, yeah, and they're really modern and high tech, like much better than American. Yeah. And some of them even have that um, that thing you see in airports a lot where it's like, how clean was I today? And you have like a um, an angry face to like a really happy face. Oh, you press a little button. And you press yeah. a little button. You know, yeah. like they, I guess they take it really seriously. And it's nice when you go on a road trip and you have to go wee. And sometimes, some of them even have showers for like truckers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really nice that like you can go out, yeah, you can go on a trip and not have to worry about using a disgusting yeah, and again, bathroom. there are some nice roadside bathrooms in the U.S. Of course, but, but on average, yeah, you go to a gas station or whatever, you're, they, give, you're, they, you're given like an old tire, yeah, with like with a with key, key attached, <laughs> and then you go find this bathroom, and it's like it's just yeah, it's just covered in diarrhea, and it's just, yeah. it's just awful. Like, and yeah, and you're on your tiptoes, and you're just not I mean, comfortable. Yeah, gas stations generally in Germany are super nice. 
Yeah, they the are. Guy, they're like little tiny, um, uh, like, what's the word? They're like little tiny cafeterias sometimes. Mm, yeah, I know they're what you mean. They're super nice. Yeah. Like decent food. Like, it's something to see, the, the gas stations. The ones in Poland are great too. They have really good hot dog things. Anyways, I'm digressing. <laughs> um, I think that's a good place to wrap it up and start reviewing this Herculean, Herkinian, Herkinian Distilling Company's Elsburn Single Malt Whiskey Wayfair, the cask strength. I might need a little splash because I think I was drinking mine more than you were drinking yours. Maybe the amount you drank is revealing your thoughts about the whiskey. Actually, not. I was just waiting to supplement myself one more time. Whoa. I get really excited talking about toilets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Take one more step. See what happens. Let's do it. It's a very strange flavor for whiskey. I don't even mean I don't mean that in a mean way. Yeah. It's it's just yeah, like how many whiskeys have you had that taste like this? It's, it's it's very it's it's much sweeter than any whiskey I think I've ever had. I mean, that's it's hard to remember, but I'd say it's up there in the yeah. sweetness. I, I I agree. I think it's very sweet. Um not in a bad way actually. It's 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 a it's definitely I think one of the most interesting whiskeys we've ever had. Yeah, kind of cinnamony, maybe even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of flavors, and 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 you really taste a lot after you swallow it as well. You know, kind of lingers yeah. for a while in a very in a good way. Um, I would def this would be a really good, I think, um, like after Thanksgiving whiskey. Yeah, I think there's certain moments where this would be perfect, essential. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And yeah, like a dessert whiskey or um, definitely a wi- uh, actually this is a winter whiskey. Winter whiskey. This yeah. is definitely a winter whiskey. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it's got a good burn. It's it's got, it's got a good burn. It's got a lot of sweeter flavors. Even the color reminds you of like staying in a wood cabin. Yeah, really dark um, color. It's, it's got a nice bottle as well, which I like. Um, it's 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 rough in terms of uh, score. It is because it's, it's it's not it's not the standard whiskey flavor I would normally be going for, and, but but I, but I really like even though it's weird, I really like what it's given me. I, I do too. You know, that's kind of what we learn. I think about German whiskeys. You really don't know what to expect. Every German whiskey we've had has been very different. But actually, I kind of in the beginning, I was kind of like turned off by it. But because I, I was like expecting a, a scotch or to be like like sure. a scotch, but I kind of like it's different. I want it to be its own thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely its own thing. It's definitely like, yeah. I have to say it's it's one of the most yeah unique whiskeys we've ever had. Um, so what's your score? It's top. I, I want to give an eight. But I'm gonna go with eight point five just because of its like really cool uniqueness, and I want people to buy this. Yeah, my 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 gut reaction was an eight also. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say an eight. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a solid score. Um, it, it's a cool whiskey. It's a really cool whiskey. And I don't know, because this came from near where my girlfriend's family is. It's a small, I don't know if they, this is bottle, this is batch number one. But how many bottles is it? Because it was limited. To- Out of 2,748 bottles. And I'm not sure what other type of whiskeys they make. I don't know anything about this distillery. They were established in 2002. So hmm. they're only, you know, 19 years old. Only. <laughs> Only two decades. <laughs> That's pretty for a whiskey company. Just like know, since no, fourteen, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's fairly new. Um, so I'm not sure where you can find it. If it's easy to find. I really don't know. This is a gift, and uh, again, thank you so much uh, for this gift. But if you're looking for a ger- for German whiskey that's something different, I would recommend this highly. I would definitely yeah. recommend this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very very cool. It's very cool, and the bottle's nice, um, and the color is beautiful. 
but yeah, every sip it's not what I'm expecting, and I kind of like again I like that. It's cool. Yeah. It, yeah, that's one of the reasons I liked the the stork because it, it was always different. You know, I, I think that's what's fun about it is it's it's nice to have something that doesn't taste like a variation on Irish. You know what I mean? Or a variation of a scotch. Or a variation of a scotch, or because that's kind of your the whole life. And that's why I kind of I like the Japanese because like oh that's not a scotch or and I mean of course country of origin yeah but I mean flavor wise like it's it's, like, it's, ooh, it's, that's a, it's yeah. its own thing yeah, and, like, and this is definitely its own own category type of whiskey yeah and I think sure. somebody somebody told I can't remember who it was they said uh, German whiskey will never have kind of its own identity but I don't know in a way it kind of does so like I mean there's probably a lot of whiskeys that are scotch Irish clothes but this, a lot of them that we've had are quite different I, I want to try some more uh, German whiskeys to be honest yeah because I really want to see what what yeah. It, it, yeah does German whiskey have an identity of just being wild or is it just like is that its identity just being wild or do they actually we have not tried enough of they actually this kind of flavor and this happens to be just a little off the beaten path. Maybe it does have its own thing. I don't know we haven't had enough German whiskeys yeah, yeah. To, to, to know I think it's a smart thing though to have to be its own thing because if you're just making Scotch and Irish clones, nobody's going to, if they have the choice, they're not going to buy a German over an actual Scotch and actual, True. or a, a Teeling or a, a Lagavulin or whatever. So like, so we have your own thing because that gives people a reason to come out and, and taste it. Exactly. And this, yeah. Nail on the head, Jeff. You're a okay. smart guy. Eight out of 10. Eight and a half out of 10. And eight and a half out of 10. Because I don't think this entire 50 episode run I've ever done a, a any kind of a point, anything. You're, yeah. you're the pointer. You're basic. You're basic. I'm <laughs> you're, a basic bitch, man. You, you are. Um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please remember to, you know, do all the things you said before. Check out the website, you know. Remember to get your um, pet spayed or neutered, as Bob Barker, <laughs> Bob Barker would say back in the day on Prices Right. And, uh, but yeah, stay healthy. Um, you know, it's it's getting it's getting crazy out there. Uh, yeah, but, and, 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 and stay safe. I hope everyone who's staying at home is having a home, uh, a, a, a safe home life. If you got any questions about Germany or being an expat or any of that, send us a message. We love, we love the messages. We always respond. So send us anything. I'll you know any message is fine. Yeah, or send us a, a whiskey taster if, if you're living in a different part of Germany. P- picture of a cute puppy. Ooh, yeah. Season, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, guys, uh, thanks for sticking with us through um, through the new year. We're hoping you know to get. We're gonna get to fifty. And and more. Wait, we're hoping to get to fifty. We're, we're going to get to this 50. is forty-eight. I think we can do. Oh shit! Two more episodes. It's forty-eight. Yeah, this episode forty-eight. Yeah. All right, well, we're I, going. We're I going think, past fifty. I think guys will make it to fifty. It won't be that tough. We're, we're going to go for a full year, definitely. Anyways, thank you again, and stay safe and stay uh, stay thirsty, my friends. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.